Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to The Extra Point Show with Sal Capaccio and Sneaky Joe DiBiase on WGR Sports Radio 550. Joe, have you ever played the game Cards Against Humanity? Yes, yes, I have. Do you think I, I? Is it? It's very uncomfortable for me. Very uncomfortable. Very, I mean, I think that's the. Uh, I think that's the goal of of the game. I think at its at its core is to make. I don't you think uncomfortable. you've ever. I don't think you've ever been a, 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 more uncomfortable in your life unless you've played Cards Against Humanity with your mother in law, and I did that. Oh, a that's a that's a mistake. Yeah, yes. no, no, no. I would never. That do, is cringe. I would never do that. I would apples, cringe. Uncomfortable. Apples to apples is the one you want to play with your uh, with your mother in law. I think definitely not. Although I will tell you, my mother in law is awesome. Like she takes it in stride. Like it was it. She we were all in tears, but I was very uncomfortably in tears. Uh huh. Yeah. Anyway, the reason I bring it up is there's <laughs> a new one. There's a new one, and we've played this now with Max, who's ten, and it's called Kids Against Maturity. Have you seen this one? No. No. Is it, yeah, it's a, a new form, game. It's the, same, it's the it's, form of it? It is the same game, but for kids. But there is some, there are some things where I'm like, I don't know if I want to explain this to my son. You know what I mean? Like, it's right. not super inappropriate. Nothing like that. But there's things I'm like, yeah, I don't really, what, Dad, what's, uh, yeah, you know, I don't know. I don't really know what to say. It's kind of like, and I did not see, it's kind of like when I asked you about the Barbie movie. Right, like, I haven't seen the Barbie movie, mm-hmm. and I'm like, yeah, well, what about for kids? And you're like, well, yeah, there's some things in there, right? But like, I don't know, like not super inappropriate, but definitely enough where you're like, yeah, that's not comfortable. Yeah, where well, is the is this game though? Like everything is like that, or it's just like, no, no, okay. no, very few. Like there's there's a few okay. cards here and there like that, but most are like I'll give you. Like, you know, you have random questions, you know, you, you can fill in the blank questions and those are just kind of common. And then some of the cards you can come up with are like, I just grabbed a whole handful. The box is sitting in front of me. The cards, fancy pants, but there's Camp Dickie do right. Uh, knuckle mm-hmm. sandwich served with Hawaiian punch. So it's totally cool. Like a lot of it's very, very, very appropriate kid related, right? Things like that. But there are things you can get in here and I'd have to find one that you're like, yeah, I don't know. I, 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 yeah, let's just move on to that one. You know what I mean? Yeah, I um, I, kids against maturity. By the way, that's what it's called. Kids against maturity. Did he? Did you end? Up, what did you end up doing with the uh, Barbie movie? By the way, with on this, I never. Ha- I've never seen it. I actually, okay. it's funny. One of the Bills road trips. 
one of the longer ones, late in the year. There were two long ones late in the year, L.A. and Miami. Miami's not super long. L.A.'s a lot longer, obviously, but enough to watch a good movie, right? Mm. So, and even Kansas City, actually, there were three of them. I decided that I was going to try and watch a movie. That's when I watched Oppenheimer on one of them. I think it was to L.A. Um, But I did have a chance. I saw Barbie on there a few times, and I just couldn't click it. I didn't want to click it. I don't know if I want to watch it. I might peek in on it when it's on, you know, here and there. So, Mm -hmm. you know. You you watched it. You I, you think I should? It's not. You don't need to. You know, it's uh, it's fine. I liked it. I wouldn't watch it again. Probably my wife couldn't decide if she liked it or not. I think she ended up liking it. Um, it got nominated for best picture. Mm-hmm. I think at the Oscars. And you know, in terms of like inappropriate stuff, I think it's you know, I think it's mostly fine. But it's kind of the same thing as. The card game you're talking about, where like there'd be a moment or two throughout it where it's like, oh, okay, I don't know what to do here. Right, right. Well, I would say that I, I will. T- you could take this however you want. I am a Margot Robbie fan. Okay, so like I, I, I would watch to see her. I think she's excellent. Um, but she's also in a movie I did watch recently, totally different than that, which is Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Have you seen that? Yes, love that. Wow. Movie. I love great Once Upon a Time movie. In love that. The, great I, movie. That actually I saw on a plane. Like you saw Oppenheimer. The first okay. time I saw that movie, I was on a flight. It was great. Yeah, that was um, very... Did you know... Oh, I promise, folks, we will get... I mean, I'm like delayed. I don't want to talk about football this week. I don't want to talk about... It's hurting me <laughs> to talk, talk about this. I'll talk movies all day. I, know. I don't care. Um, did Did you know the story of... Um, Sharon, that, so Margot Robbie in this movie plays Sharon Tate. Sharon Tate was one of the people murdered in the Manson murders. Did you know that story before going into, or do you know that story, the Manson murders and Sharon Tate and um, I, Roman Polanski? I, I know the story now. I did not know that. No, okay. I did not know that that was what it was in the movie, though. No. So so you didn't know going in about the, the Polanski, about Sharon Tate, about the Manson murders, correct? No. No. Like, I knew, All right. I knew I, all Wouldn't them, you think it would help? the whole thing. You should probably. Here's my advice to anybody. Here's my advice to anybody. Okay, mm-hmm. if you're gonna watch Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, which I recommend, it's an amazing movie with incredible actors and actresses. Yeah, great cast. Yep. I would recommend you at least brush up on the history of the Manson murders and specifically when it comes to uh, Sharon Tate at their house at Roman Polanski's house. Wouldn't that be fair? Don't you think that I would think help? So I think having a little bit of background there, I do think would would help a lot because the movie kind of takes place leading up to that summer and that night, essentially. And then I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah. it's all about that. And it is a uh, Quentin Tarantino film, you know. So right. I would definitely yes. recommend that. <laughs> you know? Yes, and that's I'm, hard to follow sometimes. Anyway, I'm laughing because the final scene in that movie is just like one of the most oh my what is happening scenes like of right, all time. Right. I love it. Okay, and that's watching right. it with people around me, I'm like not. I'm like ah, oh, I, I could like having a hard time not reacting like in a in an incredible fashion because you just can't believe what you're watching at the end. Right, it's but crazy. if you, so, it's funny for me. Like I. Hmm. You didn't know the history behind it no. until you watched that scene. Right. I did. I bet you we both had two completely total rea- different reactions. Why? Why is that? Because just because of well, yeah. I don't want to spoil it. I want. Yeah, I don't want to spoil right. it. Yeah, that's right. But Let's... you know what I mean. I mean like because I knew the history of the. Uh, that's true. Well, I just I was not expecting that ending. Like you didn't know what to expect, right? But I know no. the history behind the murders, and I'm watching, I see, yeah. and I'm expecting this. Ha- it's like a documentary almost, and then. You're like, right. wait a minute, what's going on here? Right? Yes. Okay. I, I, I. Now I know what you mean. Okay. I know what you mean. Yeah. I'm sure everybody else is following that that saw it too. 
This okay. Is, again, right. 2019 movie. It's out there. So we're, all right, we're being all right. Well, that's good. I didn't realize it was out for so long. We're being yeah, kind of spoiler alerts, but it's fine. We, we've made it this far, so we might as well finish without spoiling it. <laughs> well, speaking of movies, we're actually going to have a movie director on today. And at 1130, a guy named Scott Rubin's going to come on. Scott is a Buffalo native. He's living out in California. You, do you, are you familiar with National Lampoon, like the magazine? Remember the yes, National Lampoon sir. magazine? Yes, I am. Scott yep. was the longest editor in chief of National Lampoon, um, and and he actually he's out in California. He has made a movie with some other people called Unbelievable, like spelled like the Bills, Unbelievable, and it's about basically a really really rabid kind of crazy Buffalo sports family that gets together for games and. The Bills are ultimately playing in. Well, you can, I don't think they can. That was say Super Bowl on the in the trailer, whatever you know, rights or whatever. But they're ultimately playing in the big game, and they all get together, and it's craziness. And the reason we're having them on is two things. Number one, um, the movie actually opens in theaters in New York State tomorrow for a week. It'll be like a run. It's been online, and now it's going to be in theaters. It'll be pretty cool. And Joe, I got a bit of a part in it, but it's just my voice. It's not my yeah. face. So I'm in the movie, and I'm actually. I'm actually the radio play-by-play guy setting up the game, which is pretty cool. Well, you, so that was cool to be a part of. Well, you get an IMDb credit for uh, for that. So what's what's funny about that is I am already on IMDb. I was in another TV series that ran a little. They, they filmed a pilot here in Buffalo called For Nothing. Mm-hmm. That was a few years ago. It's a um, it's a book based on it's a mafia book. But it's a it's a book written by a Buffalo native, and. He made. He's trying to make it into a, a series, and it's about the mafia, basically. And I actually play a part called the cleaner, and I'm the guy that goes in after, right. after people, get, and I have to clean right. it up. Okay, so I'm in this, and so I went to. I'm, but the problem is, in that one, they spelled my name wrong. So then on, I am. I'm not on this one. When they do it, though, I, I want them to spell my name right. But I am not on the IMDb of this particular one. I'm going to have to ask Scott about that. Hmm. But when I was looking at it, Joe, what I did find interesting was. I found my name on IMDb under K Adams show. Like this, these, you know how you have oh, up in Adams. Sure. Yeah. Apparently, they're putting guests on the IMDb page of the show. Okay, they're, you know guests who come on who come on with her. Right. It's it, it qualifies as a as a TV series, even though it's like a live sports show. I guess so. Yeah. Okay. Should we do that? So should we set up like <laughs> a extra point show uh-huh. IMDb page? And have all of our guests' names on it. That would take, I think, a lot of effort. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, we'll have yeah. Scott Rubin on. He is the director of Unbelievable. And then, um, but before that, Paul Hamilton comes at ten thirty. And I, I did what you normally do last night. I did not watch a single second live of the Sabers game. I fell asleep before that. Mm-hmm. My intention was to. Kind of, I was right before the game started. I fell asleep, so I didn't watch any of it. Got up this morning and. I didn't watch the condensed version. I watched just all the goals, all the highlights. Okay. Yeah. I don't think the condensed version is much more than that anyway, right? It's, it's a couple it's minutes not, more, yeah, maybe? It's, I think it ends up being like 20 minutes. It's not much more, I don't think. And I don't know why I do this to myself, Joe, but as soon as I watch that, and as soon as I see they win, stupidly, I go to the standings. <laughs> like, where <laughs> are they now, could right? could not have felt great, I don't think. Yeah. But, I mean, I guess I'm just holding out any sort of hope. And I know that a few teams around them lost and... I think the Capitals lost again last night. Yeah, they're like they're still seven points back of Detroit. Detroit is a game in hand. Yeah. And then I'm doing the math of, well, wait a minute, they got the San Jose coming up. What if they went? Ooh, can we talk about them coming back from the West five points down? Like, what does that mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I, just, I guess it's just it's just way too much of hoping and praying. Yeah, for me, like I don't. 
they haven't given anyone a sign that they're capable of the run that they would need to to get back in it. I mean, they are they're seven points back. If you look at like what the current pace is for um for like the final playoff spot. I mean, we're talking about like another low total, right? That's gonna be like ninety one points again to make the playoffs in the East, but man, to get to ninety one points, I mean you're you're you just got to the halfway point of that. And you're already six games past the halfway mark of the season. So your record's gotta be pretty incredible. And you have to also not have anybody go on a crazy run. Not the Devils, who I think are capable of it, not the Islanders, not the Capitals, not the Penguins. Um and that's if you catch Detroit. So so much needs to happen. They need they still don't have a real win streak on the season, right? Like I think yeah. I think it's still true. They've not won three games in a row all year. And man, if you can't string wins together and they've not looked dangerous enough to for me to think that they can do that, I don't I don't think I don't think they have it in them to, to get near making the playoffs. Do, do they even have points in three games in a row this year at all? They might. I'm not sure. I'd have to look at the schedule and go down it. I'm looking right now. They have done that. December 7th through the 11th. They went win, shootout, loss, win. And one other time, they went win, overtime, loss, win. But that's that's it. So they only even had two three-game point streaks, let alone wins. And that's only three. I mean, where they are in the standings, mm-hmm. so they need like they need like a five- or a six-game win yeah. streak just to even have the conversation. And after they come home, this was the this was the time to do it. We talked about it. Right. They went yeah. into a stretch starting with Columbus in that game that they uh, won in overtime. Actually, starting with that game back on December thirtieth, it looks like right before the new year, mm-hmm. they had Columbus, Ottawa, Montreal, Pittsburgh, you know, Seattle, pretty good team, right? Ottawa, Vancouver. So there are a couple in there, but they had this stretch. How many was it? Twelve. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 12, this will be the 13th game in a row of, hey, 13 winnable games. You're not expected to win them all. You have this huge um, homestand in here. Started with Columbus, went on the road for three. They go, uh, come back home, then they go on the road. What do they do in these 13? Let's see. Win, 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 win. Seven wins, six losses. Yeah, that's, I mean, you can't do that when you have 13 games against winnable opponents that several of them you're fighting with in the standings or... You know, even on this, they're not Tampa, yes. We know they were. Uh, Ottawa, I guess. Montreal. But you can't do that. This was the stretch, Joe. Because now they come home. You know who they have after this game in San Jose when they come back? The Stars, the Blues, the Kings, the Panthers, the Wild. And then you have a few more games going back to the other group. Yep. Does not uh, does not get easier. I mean, they... How did they... Last night was kind of a, a, a last, night, last year type of game where they forced a defensive team to kind of break out of their shell and play a little. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink... What you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. 
Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply bit of a run and gun style at least the the numbers show that the shots told that especially there were 90 or uh, not 97 80 wait what was it 40 to 37 were the shots so you had a lot of chances in the game you had a lot of goals in the game but they even looked like that a lot that's how they put runs together last year was they'd uh-huh. go on these two week stretches where they were scoring five goals in every game and that's cuz Tate Thompson was in a rocket Richard race and Cousins was scoring 30 goals and Tuck was scoring near 40 you know like a lot of the guys that were scoring for them last year and really driving the scoring are not doing it this year. I think it starts with their top two centermen, especially. Um, and really, without Thompson looking like a superstar and without Cousins looking like he did last year, that's really where I, I really get down to. I don't think they're capable of mm-hmm. getting back in the race. Is Until I see Tage Thompson look like a 50-goal scorer again, or I see Dylan Cousins look like a 30-goal scorer again, I, I don't think they're as com- they're not as good of a team as they were last year. Want to correct myself? In the last twelve, they have one more game left of this group that we were talking about. In the last twelve, they're seven and five. But Joe, part of the problem is out of the five, they're all regulation losses as well. They didn't even pick up a point in any of those losses. Right. You know, you're getting these loser points. We call them. Other teams are getting. You're not even getting those. Right. So when you look at the standings, and I I look at it as yeah, you could say twenty. What is it? Twenty. I have to look at the exact record. Twenty-one, twenty-three, um, and four. Is there Thank you. Yeah. So it's really 21 and 27. I mean, right. that, that's what it is, right? It right. was 21 and 27. That's what it is. And that then you look at Detroit. Okay, they're in the last spot, the last wild card. They're just over 500 when you add wins, when you add losses and overtime losses. Um, that's what you need. You need to combine the last two columns, and you still have to have more wins. Just barely, but you still need to have more wins. And they're a long way from that. There's seven games under that. Yeah. I, I I'll say this. I don't think that, well the problem is the math of like how many teams are above you. Because I could break it down and say, All right, well seven points, that's a lot. And, you know, I, I need to see the Sabres look better to get here, but I think the I don't think the Red Wings are that great. I don't think they're that great of a hockey team. I don't like their roster all that much. I think they're getting a little bit lucky. And when you look at stuff like their shooting percentage and their safe percentage, um but okay. All right, so I could see them in a in a scenario making up seven points on the Red Wings, but then you have to pass the Devils, Islanders, Capitals, and Penguins all at the same time. Like every, yeah. you have to be better than every single one of them by a good margin the rest of the way, and that's where it gets tough. Like I, the Devils for me, like we'll see if they figure it out. They they've been healthier because yeah. they were so good last year. 
under Lindy and with all the offensive talent they have. And they've taken a step back this year in big part due to injuries. And, you know, if they go on a little bit of a run here at some point, then, like, now it's now it's really over. Now now there's there's no average team that can make it if the Devils turn turn around and look like they did last year. Because if they are the team that does it, like, Islanders aren't great, Red Wings aren't great, Capitals aren't great, Penguins aren't great, Sabres aren't great. I think the Devils still can be. And, you know, all these teams better hope that they don't get on a run because if they do, then I feel mm-hmm. like the race is going to die off a bit. Feels like the two teams that we kind of expected that were a little bit higher than we thought are coming back to the mean of the Capitals and Penguins, right? The Capitals yes. have now lost three yes. in a row. Yes. They're four and six. Like, that was a team playing over their heads. And I I thought that, at least. I think that's bearing out. Pittsburgh was never, like, great in the conference, but they were climbing. They're, they're not playing as well anymore, either. They're still plus 12 in goal differential, but uh, their last 10, they're four and six. You know, two, two uh, loser points they get in there. But same thing, they've lost a couple in a row. So there's opportunity with teams that are trying, they're falling down a little bit. I'm still waiting for Philly to fall down. It hasn't happened, necessarily. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's a team that I thought all year would be that. But you, you said it right, though. Even if you have that, well, then here comes... You know Carolina that you're yeah, well not yeah. that they're not necessarily in a spot right they're already they're in their they're, division they're in their, doing they're okay in spot. here comes New Jersey I'm sorry New Jersey the team I wanted to point out here comes New Jersey right they're right there and you still have the other teams and I don't know I don't think the Islanders are that good at the end of the day I don't think they'll compete but you still have these teams that you're in the mix with that you're probably just just like them what's funny is as we look at kind of the East here the team that's getting lucky actually is Toronto <clears throat> Toronto. I think I saw mm. in their last 26 games, is it 26 or 28, maybe 28 games, that they have eight regulation wins. Yes. And they only have 15 on the season. The Sabres have more by four. That's amazing. And it is amazing. Actually, Columbus and Montreal are the only team. That's not true. Islanders, too. Islanders, Montreal, Columbus. They're the only teams in the East with fewer regulation wins than Toronto has. They are winning. They're getting to overtime. Like you just kind of pointed that out. That that matters in the NHL standings. You get yep. to overtime, then that can that can stockpile, and they win games and shootouts in overtime. Um, which sometimes Joe, they're can fifteen be and thirty-one when you combine the two, the Fif- loss and the the loser point column. Yeah, they're fifteen and thirty-one, but they are where they are. So like you you can't. I mean, I I don't know how great Toronto is compared to past years, but then you'll eh, ten points. You know, just the Sabers have put themselves in this position where we can't yes. even we can't do this on a day to day basis. Where guys, it's right there. Look at the East is down, and yep. Detroit's not that good, and Toronto even is having a down year. And like you you can't you, you can't have the conversation just because they they haven't earned being in that conversation. So the thing that happens now is you go okay, well. Now you get to the point of no return even, where even a major change doesn't really matter. It doesn't do anything for you. So if anybody says, hey, they got to change the coach, and I respect it and I get it. It's the same thing, you know, we talk about with the football coach. Will it matter? I don't know. You know, in the long run, totally different scenario here. But in this season, it, mm. it I don't think it would matter. Even if you get a bump from a change from Don Granado, is it going to be that significant that you're going to make the playoffs? I mean, I can't see that. So now you're to the point of, yeah. well, you ride it out, and you see where you are, and you evaluate it at the end of the year. I would think that that's what Kevin Adams is thinking and ownership is thinking. I don't know. And the other part of that, Joe, is the trade deadline doesn't matter for this now. At least if you're in a spot, I, I envisioned this year. This is what I thought going into the year. This team would be close. They might even be in a spot 
a playoff spot at the trade deadline, and then you do pull the trigger on making sure you do it. Let's close this out. Let's break this drought. Let's go. You have depth in your organization. You have pieces, young pieces, I mean. You have some capital. Go get a player or two that would put you over the hump. You can't even do that now, Joe. It doesn't matter. I am not interested in trading a Kulik or a Savoy or somebody on this roster that's young and promising maybe or whatever for someone like that because that's not going to matter now. Yeah, and on the coaching, like Paul said this yesterday, and we'll have him on, um, he he said, and I think he's right, that I, I bet you if they ever did move on from Don Granato, like the next head coach of the Buffalo Sabres would be Seth Appert. Um, and I, I'm, not, hmm. I'm not disparaging Seth Appert when I say this, but he's an no, AHL, I, I he's totally an AHL coach, and he kind of has the same background. He comes from a development background. like, what, And I like Granato anyway, so I'm not the one that you know is calling for him to be fired, but okay, if I do that, how different – what do I really expect to happen? How how much different am I really expecting it to get? You know, if you if you want to tell me that Gerard Gallant or Bruce Boudreaux, some veteran coach, is going to come in and be their head coach, then okay. But like like you said, am I doing that now? I'm so far out of it that, you know, even if, even if you did want to have, you know, Granado, you know, not be your coach anymore, I think that now you're at a point where it just seems like more of an off-season thing. You give them the rest of the season at least, and you see who's out there. And maybe you find someone to take your job. The difference between the Bills conversation and the Sabres conversation, of course, is if they ever chose now or in, you know years down the road to move on from Sean McDermott, because Josh Allen's their quarterback, especially, but for other reasons too, they, they, they'd find a, a great candidate. They'd find a qualified candidate. They would get, you know, maybe they could have got a Jim Harbaugh type. You know, they, Vrabels of the world, the offensive guys. Like, the Bills would find their way to a great idea at coach, I think. The Sabres, I very much questioned who would take the job. It, it's I compared it the other day to where the Bills were at in the middle of their drought, which the Sabres are kind of at the same point. of the of You just don't even feel like you really exist anymore. The Bills, in halfway through their drought, hired Chan Gailey as their head coach. And I ended up liking Chan, but there was no other team in the NFL that would have hired Chan Gailey as their head coach at that point in time. He was a fired offensive coordinator that hadn't coached in the league as a head coach in 10 years. And that's where I worry about the Sabres being right now of, okay, they would have an opening and Gerard Gallant, Bruce Boudreaux, those guys are like, yeah, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going there. I'm not coming to Buffalo. Well, there is one guy. There is one guy that Who's I think that? would do it. I, and you have to I, you correct me about his contract situation. Yeah. Rod Brindamore. Even that one, like, maybe, right? Like, could, Kevin Adams. Well, because of his relationship with Adams. With right. Is, but is that, even, even is that, is that strong enough for Brindamore, who let's. We just talked about the Leafs. Sheldon Keefe is getting tons of heat up there, and he very likely could be fired at the end of the year. Mm-hmm. If Rod Brindamore is out there, is does he have such a strong relationship with Don Granato that he would pass on a job Kevin like, Adams, you mean? Or with Kevin Adams, thank you. That he mm-hmm. would pass on a job like Toronto or return to Carolina, who's been a stable organization, or has at least been a good organization. Would he pass on jobs with teams that are competitive have been competitive and are res- or more respectable just because of the relationship with Adams? Maybe. I'm not even saying definitively Well, I don't no. think it would be just that. Obviously, we all know money would be a you know yep. whatever the money is. And yep. I would say you look at the roster, maybe you think, hey, I can come in there and be the savior. I don't have to come into a pressure cooker either, right? I mean, yes, cooker is far- pressure cooker as far as getting them over the hump, yep. but I can go in there and give them something they've never had in 12 years. Yeah. No, I, I hear you, but... I just, I guess for me, I'll believe it when I see it that somebody, either as a coach or a player, 
that is highly regarded in the league chooses to yeah. come to Buffalo. Because at this point, what I have is third-pair defensemen have chosen to come here. I've got a guy that was from here that chose to come here. And everybody else was drafted, right? Or or a Don Granado or, you know, uh, Granado really, like, for as much as he's, I've liked him in the job here, he he would never have got a head coach job anywhere else, I don't think. If he, he got fired tomorrow, I don't think he would get another crack at being a head coach in the league. You know, like, but Babcock didn't choose to come here. Like, those big names, you know, the, the free agent types, the coach types, like, I, I'll believe it when I see it. When a guy that has the stature of a Rod Brindamore in this drought chooses to come to Buffalo. We'll get with Paul Hamilton next here on the Extra Point Show. Welcome to a Thursday edition. Sal Capaccio, Siki Joe DiBiase here on WGR. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.